Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Keys 107, opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your host, Rafika and Brother James. Good evening. We are here. We're back. We're live. We're here with our special guest, Christy Adams. My co-host, Brother James, is here. I'm just waiting for him to check in. It's so good to finally be back with the Blog Talk Radio family. We've been gone for a little while, but we're so happy to be back. James, if you're here, check in. Okay, well, while I wait for James to check in, I'm going to take a moment and just talk a little bit about event planning. Event planning is a special skill. It takes a lot of focus. It takes determination. It takes clarity. And it takes a certain commitment because while you're planning, all kinds of things can come up. And Christy is going to give us some strategies and some tips to show us just how we can stay focused. She's going to talk a little bit about technical difficulties, but it's okay. Brother James, are you there? Yes, I am here. Greetings <laughs> to the, the Keys 107 family. It is a pleasure to be back on the air on Blog Talk Radio. We've been doing our Zeno Live thing now, just back, in, uh, back again, checking in on our Blog Talk family. How are you doing, Rafika? I'm here. I'm here. Just just marveling at always how technology can come in and just stop you in the middle of your tracks. But we're going to jump right into event planning. I was just giving an overview of what Christy's going to talk about. And you have some experience with event planning that I'd like for you to share with your audience because you have planned a very special kind of event in this past, I think, week or so. Yes, Rafika. You know, I'm going to say that I was uh, co-organized a Peace in the Streets rally, and it was very interesting because sometimes things are um, not necessarily uh, planned well in advance. It was from a spur of a moment, some activity that caused us to to jump in action. And one thing that I've learned uh, is that everything that you do, you have to um, just have some sort of a blueprint to work off. We knew that to get, get the people into a location, we had to find the appropriate location, get permits, then work our way into how we're going to promote it and how it's going to look, the end result of what it is that we wanted to achieve. And so all these thoughts were coming at us. Um, we were able to have several planning, um, planning meetings, a lot of conference calls, a lot of back and forth, but at the end of the day, uh, for a novice event planner, we had a wonderful, wonderful day, and I think we met our goal uh, to reach the people, to give a, a some wholesome, uh, heartfelt uh, words of encouragement and instruction, and uh, um, I know that we're going to be doing more of that in the near future. 
So it is very important for us to hear some of the critical details that our special guests will have for us today because I think from this experience, I'm going to be doing a few more events. And I want to make sure. I'm, I'm sure you that, will. <laughs> yeah, that we are successful. So I want to take a few of these jewels that she's about to share with us, and um, you know. Well, you know what we say, James. You know what we say: get your pen and your paper, because we're in right. school, and we offer everybody an opportunity to take notes. So before we bring our very special guest in, Miss Christy Adams, we're going to go to the healthy tip of the day, Medea Allen, the organic soul. Sh- Jeff has been standing by patiently, so we're going to go to the healthy tip of the day, then we're going to come right back and bring Christy in. The Keys 107 and com present the healthy tip of the day. The healthy tip of the day is to schedule rest periods in your day just as you would for other appointments. Leaving time in your schedule for rest instead of activity is like hitting a reset button for your mind and body. A great way to do this is to take 15 minutes out of your day just to sit and do nothing. Taking time to pause can improve your mood and help you feel more refreshed and focused. Today's healthy tip of the day has been brought to you by wellness expert Medea Allen. I invite you to learn more about me and my services at www.organicsoulchef.com. Alphabet is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, visit them online www.thefluffffamily.com. Now, 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 back to the keys. 107 with your host, Rafika and Brother James. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Brother James, I want to tell Medea, I don't know about that hitting that reset button and sitting and doing nothing. I'm certainly going to give it a try. Yeah, that's something we might dream about, but it hasn't happened with us yet, but we're going to work towards that goal. Yeah. Well, Christy, uh, Christy, your mic is live. Check in. Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, we hear you loud and clear. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the Keys 107, Christy. Welcome. Thank you. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, We've got a lot to talk about, and as I was telling you earlier in our preparation conversation, that it Uh seems like a lot of time when you say you have a full hour, but believe me, it is is our experience in the three years that we've been doing this show that time flies. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so I think the first thing that we talked about starting, well, we want to start with was uh, talking about an objective and a goal and how to set it. Yeah. Yeah, so I can just get started. Go right ahead. (laughs) Jump right in, Christy. Um, You're live. One of the things I I wanted to say was that I, um, 
you know, I was an advertising major in college, and, uh, you know, event planning was something that it came natural to me, um, but it wasn't something that I set out to do. And I kind of had to fumble my way through a lot of failed events and um, things as time has gone on. So, um, so these are the things that I've kind of learned over the past, you know, maybe 10 years or so of, of, of planning. And so one of the first things is to have an objective and a goal and a vision. Um, there's got to be a purpose. And one thing I notice a lot of times when I see people that just want to plan something, they, they haven't um, formulated a, a reason as to why they want to do it. And I remember Pastor Sori used to say to me, even for something as, it, this isn't little, but um, something like a march I wanted to do. There was a, um, a student that had been shot, you know, nearby and, and by our church. And our church over, you know, maybe the span of 15 years had been dealing with some, um, you know, murders and shootings and some, some youth violence specifically. And something happened to some kid, and I just remember saying, we need to march, you know. And, and he said to me, why? You know, and I was like, because we're angry, you know. Um, and he's like, okay, so what's the purpose and what are you going to be doing, you know. And I didn't have any of that. I just wanted to do it. And, mm. um, and so most people have really good intentions, but a lot of times because they haven't set an objective, um, or been able to formulate in 25 words or less what the whole point of it is, um, then a lot of times the, that, the actual event winds up being a reflection of that. So I think that's something that's very important. And I say objective slash goal and then a vision um, because the vision is usually in our head, um, and it's really important to kind of keep that. You don't necessarily even have to write that down. Personally, some people say you have to write the vision down, but I don't. I mean, that's scripture, right? The vision, make it plain. I, I think it should be kind of like it, it might be right, the objective or the goal, make it plain. Um, a lot of times it's just because uh, the vision in our head, we can see it. You know, when I was planning block parties, um, you know, again, for the church, I used to see what I wanted to happen in my head, but I needed to kind of write down what the objective and how to get there and the strategy and all of that. So, um, but it's but it's equally as important have to make sure we keep that thing in our head, um, you know, just as a as a kind of a a hopeful guidepost. So that's the first thing. Um, then going into should I go into the second or the second point? Kind of creating well, a plan. Well, let's let's go into. Okay, um, you said you said a moment ago about the goal and the vision. Right. Why don't we break down the difference between the goal and the vision? Because can you have a vision right. without a goal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's a really good point. I think that, um, I think you can, you know, I think you could say, oh, I would love to see this happen, but what's the objective? What's the purpose? Um, and that's something that's really important. So when I, so when I mentioned like the block party, for example, um, yeah, you know, the vision was to have a bunch of people outside from the community, um, you know, just, just bonding and spending time mm-hmm. together and, um taking advantage of the resources that are offered. So, you know, that was kind of the vision in my head, what I wanted to see. But the but the goal um, was something that was different. I, I wanted to make sure that people um, had the opportunity to, uh, to commun- you know, to commune with one another. I wanted to make sure that there was um, people had the opportunity to have access to certain resources. Um, and, and the goal of the block party was to just have that in a span of five hours, um, and, and to make sure that people were connected, 
And so that was kind of, I had to kind of write that out and be a little bit more specific about it because a vision can be as, as flimsy as you want it to be. You know, it can mm-hmm. just be, oh, I see, I see a rainbow. You know, you can see something, um, which is great, but you, you should also have a purpose, you know, because you want people to leave, um, and they may not be able to articulate it, but you want people mm-hmm. to leave um, and, and having kind of enacted that, that goal. So mm-hmm. that's, I think that's important. While we're on that, Christy, since you have mentioned mm. the the block party or the, even the one of the stop the killing sort of uh, uh-huh. know, rally that you did, uh, this is so fresh in my mind. I think the purpose for us doing it a week ago was to bring about, well, first of all, to inspire uh, the community to come together in solidarity and to know it's all right to work collaboratively with one another to subside some of that killing. And I think the vision for us was basically saying that we know that we can't stop it like like you turn off water uh, or water faucet, but for us to say, okay, the vision is that we're going to help bring awareness that the killing of us by us has to you know, uh, stop each one of us need to uh, take on the challenge and spread that word and that message. Right. So you say write it down, and you know what? Some of these things do come about where you write, you have to commit it to writing, and it helps us mm-hmm. move forward with it, or at least helps us to map it out so that we can begin planning the execution of bringing everyone together and whatnot. So I'm glad you put that right. out as your number one thing, your purpose, your objective, your goal, because that really um, leads you into your vision. Yeah, because it's like everything will will span from that. All of the planning, you know, it'll all be intentional because it'll all come from whatever it is that, that you know, your objectives were, you know, whatever it is that you wrote down. And then if you don't, mm-hmm. then everything is just, you know, everything that's planned is just going to be, you know, planned however, you know, without any real intentionality behind it. And I feel like that's something that, you know, I feel like I find ways of integrating that into pretty much every area, not just planning events. I mean, even when I'm preaching sermons, you know, it's like, okay, what's the purpose of it? Or, you know, what's the scripture? And I try to make sure that everything, every example, everything that I talk about kind of comes back to that or else it's just I'm just going to be all over the place, you know. So right. it's, just, it's just a helpful tool, period. Okay. I think the so audience along, should get that along one. With, what'd you say, James? I think the audience should get that. Listening audience, start with a purpose. Have that vision <laughs> and goal and those objectives out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then let's talk about the plan. Yeah. So then from there, and we kind of even just touched on it, you know, you, you create some sort of plan, and that's – that's that's really hard. Um, it's a little easier to say, okay, write your objectives down. But plan is just everybody plans very differently, um, and so uh, to that, it's it's a little bit harder to tell people, okay, so go ahead and just write, you know, write something out. Why well, just say, you know, just start with maybe three steps, you know, or um, how are you going to get to those objectives, or how are you going to get to that particular goal. And then start there. And so, like, you know, I don't know if you want me to talk about the free conference yet, but when I'm, I'm planning a, the, the D free conference right now, 
and, um, you know, pastor set the vision, he set the, you know, the, the objective, and, and then from there, the plan is kind of coming from, it's coming from him, but it's, you know, it's also coming from the team and myself, um, and it's like, okay, so how do we get to the objectives and the visions, and, and I have never been, I've been around for years, but I've never been to this particular conference, and so, um, so it's, it, it'll be a little harder for me to be able to say, okay, this is what we definitely have to do and, and, and map it out all the way to November. What I've done is I started in May and I've just mapped out a plan for May and then for June and then for July, you know, and it's just kind of going kind of one step at a time. Um, and so it just depends on what the time is. Um, I had an event, uh, a production that I did at Georgetown in April but we started planning it in January, and so I knew I had four or five months or however, four months, actually, to, to, to plan, and so I had that. But other times, people have a year to plan. They have three weeks to plan. So it's, it, I think it could be – it has to be based off of how much time you have, um, mm-hmm. and then you can – and then you kind of write from there, and you write – you know, you do, you do things realistically. I don't think we have to overplan or overcommit. Um, I just think that, you know, there, you have to think in, in terms of kind of going one step at a time. Um, and so that's what I mean by creating a plan of how you're going to get to your goal. So when I mentioned like the D free conference, again, I've never been to one. It's, it's all the way in November. I was thinking in May, okay, we have however many months until November, but what I can do since I can't plan all the way to November, cause I have no idea how the, how the first few weeks is going to go is to plan out the first few weeks um, and do some maybe short-term goals and uh, then maybe have one or two long-term goals, you know. But I probably usually have more short-term goals than I do long-term just because I know those are the ones that I can complete. So, so Christy, you know, give, give, me three, oh, give me three key elements, or maybe there's more than three, but key elements that, that you have to have in that plan. One you said is a timeline. Yes, yeah, definitely then you said, a timeline. Set the goals. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, set the goal. So um, you definitely have to have, like like you said, the timeline number one. Um, number two, budget or or you know if there's some, if there are resources that you need, um, you, you're gonna have to gather all of those to figure out how you're gonna get those down. Um, so that's usually kind of secondary for me. Um, and then from there, uh, I start thinking through uh, how I can kind of utilize those resources. So, you know, it, I, it just depends on the event. Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, with the D-Free, um, again, I didn't know a whole lot. And so I knew we had the team. And so I started with the team and was like, okay, can we can we meet? And can we talk? And so I asked about last year's uh, conference or the year before's conference. And said, okay, what worked, what didn't work? And then I can plan from there. So number one, I was like, okay, this is how long we have. Um, let me plan based off of the timeline. Number two, let me get the team together and start talking about what worked and what didn't work. And then number three, it was like, okay, what do we have now that we can use to start, um, you know, to utilize our resources. So like whether that is getting speakers together, but you know, all of those types of those little things. Um, but it, it, I think it varies each event. Right. You know, it just depends. Christy, would you say that, 
Well, James, hold on. I just want to make something clear to our listeners. The D-Free is now in its fifth year. So you've had four years to assess the mm-hmm. pros and the cons in planning for the yeah. fifth year. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so I, but, but what I've done instead of, um, again, instead of going back and just saying, okay, I'm going to start with year one, you know, I've kind of looked over years one through three a little bit but I really focused on year four because a lot hasn't changed. You know, they've added things and done different things, but I'm, I'm, I'm more curious about how last November was um, because that is that, that conference is going to set the precedent for this conference um, more so than the first year. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I, so I looked through some things, but I focused a lot. So, um, you know, the, like last year's budget, I looked at, I haven't looked at any other year's budget because last year's <laughs> budget is going to be important to this, you know, to this year. But I looked at a few pictures and YouTube videos and, and um, you know, old old press clippings and things like that from the first few conferences. But last year's I really focused on because I kind of want to pick up where that left off. James? Yeah, I was going to say that, um, you know, because there's two things here. One, if you've had prior um, experiences with the same event, but uh, and then if it's a new event. But I was looking at location, venue, and dates, and, and the times. Like some events are better off in the full day. Some are maybe a portion of a day. Maybe some are good for a weekend. These uh-huh. things that you have to consider at the beginning, and then it kind of determines what kind of resources that you're going to require to be able to to secure the venue. Um, and to um, lock in the dates and the times because without the venue and the dates and times, you really can't further your plan. You can't go any further until you have those things in place. How did you come about with this particular year's venue? Um, When did you begin to look at where you're going to do it and were there any other uh, circumstances that said it's going to be here um, and at this date and time? How did you come about with that result? Right, and that's a great point because I kind of overlooked that just now because the D3 conference has been at First Baptist Church of Lincoln Gardens for the last five years. It hasn't moved. Um, I think next year they, they may be thinking about moving. Um, so that was not an issue for me. Did you know, um, we have the church, the church is here, you know, the church is free, so that's what we use. Um, if the, the issue has been how are we going to utilize the space, but going back, right. when I did my, my production, at, uh, my last production at Georgetown in April, the space was an issue for that, okay? Um, in January, because we're right on campus, and even though I was working at the university as a chaplain and I had access to different space, unless you book space, so now for the school year has already started, we usually book mm-hmm. what we used to, book in June space for the school year. So I was trying to book a, like a space for a theatrical production um, in January for something in April. So there was no space on campus. It was so frustrating. And this was my, this was my ninth play production that I had ever done. So space was like very important to me. Um, but, you know, it was all about, I, I, you know, it's, it's like getting the venue, but for me it was about the vision too, right? Getting the vi- venue kind of went back to that. And what I really mm-hmm. wanted was for students to have a real intimate experience um, in that space, especially with some real intense, you know, national issues that we dealt with. Um, 
So I went back and forth about space for like a month. Um, mm. But it's so it was so important, you know. So it just depends, I think, on which the event is. Um, for the play was called God and Country. For God and Country, the event was, the, I mean, the, the space was the precedent. The, that's what set the tone. Everything else just kind right. of fell from there. So I can beat myself up over that for, like, and lose sleep for four weeks over that. Um, with the block party, <laughs> you know, we had it in the in the parking lot. That was important. I didn't, you know, it was very important for me for it to be outdoors. If we didn't do it in the parking lot, it had to be outdoors somewhere else, you know. Um, but for the conference this year, you know, we automatically had the church. Um, and so, you know, at this point, it's just like, okay, we have, we'll have all these people coming. Now how do we use the space, you know, not only properly and appropriately, but in a way where people won't feel the chaos. So, so, mm. so getting the event in the space is just so, so important. Um, it depend, you know, depends on, on what the event is, though. Okay. So you said so people wouldn't feel the chaos. <laughs> Which chaos are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um. So like you know when people come to a conference they're like where do I go? What wait what's going on? You know I, I you kind of want to I really want to eliminate a lot of that you know. Um. And with conferences it's always like what room are you going in? You know and unless the venue well even if the venue because I've been at like the convention center in Los Angeles I was at an event not, uh, like a, a year ago there and that's huge space I was still lost you know <laughs> um, and and they have nothing but buildings and and people there that I mean rooms and space and people there that are directing you and I was still kind of like okay what's going on so I, I I realize how easy that can be when it when there's a conference and so I just want to make sure that when it comes to transitions, people leaving, um, you know, a plenary session or a workshop or something like that, that it's that they're getting clear instructions on where to go, that we're not cramming people into a small classroom, you know, for a workshop. Um, so you just have to kind of think. It's just like there's that phrase, the devil's in the details. I mean, you just have to really think mm-hmm. about the things ahead of time. But you really have to put yourself in the attendee's. I always do that for all of my events, the attendee or the congregant or the person that's going to be in the, you know, in the theater or wherever, how did, how are they supposed to feel? And I do that first. I think about those things first. Organization is critical. Yeah. 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 And I know what you mean when you <laughs> say you've gone to events and you get a, 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 a you get a binder or a folder and you have a, like you said, you have somebody directing you, but, when you leave that person who's directing you, if you didn't get it, you start walking and you're like, now where am I going? Right. And then you try to look through the handout, the binder, the folder, whatever they're giving you, and you try to flip through all those pages and find where you're going. And then it's it's all downhill for you from there because, you know, you've already unraveled. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I was going to say it's equally true for outdoor spaces as well as indoor because outdoors, mm-hmm. you don't want the folks cooking the food right next to the podium where someone is speaking. <laughs> you don't want the bathrooms right. halfway <laughs> on the other side of the park and people are doing a dance before they get there. You know, um, yeah. and of course the flow of traffic, the egress uh, and safety issues, whether they're mm-hmm. indoor or outdoors, have to be addressed at all times. So, um, laying out of the space after you uh, identify the space that you want is very critical, mm-hmm. I guess, in your planning. Because you know, it's an organized effort, 
And so you have to go one yeah. step at a time to make sure your 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 paying customers or your participants are enjoying themselves and it's a good mm-hmm. environment, good, safe environment, wholesome environment for them. Right. And that's what I meant when we were talking about creating a plan, right? It's like mm-hmm. now that I've, you know, now that we're kind of in late August, now I can start thinking through some of those things, like you just said, Rafika, when you were talking about the, um, you know, okay, you get the the person gets the folder. Okay, now what? You know, that it probably, it probably was a little too early for me to think about that in May. You know, I had to mm-hmm. get, like you said, get start thinking through space, start thinking through team stuff, and, um, you know, just getting the, the speaker schedule together and all of that. Well, now I can start thinking about some of these other things, so... And you you brought up a critical point as the planner, the visionary, the goal setter, to be able to put yourself in the position of the person who is coming there. Maybe it's somebody who's never been to, first of all, maybe it's somebody who's never been to First Baptist Church and doesn't know the layout of the church. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's somebody who's never attended a D-free conference. Right. So these are critical points when you're putting something together. Somebody comes in there and they're looking at this, this big, beautiful church and then they're just lost. Like, where, where do I go? Oh, there's rules yeah. in here too. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and they're like, and then there's nothing worse than the people that are planning it. Um, and I have to be self-aware, right? Meaning like, it's going to be a really busy weekend for me, busy week period. But you're right, somebody can walk in and it'd be the first time that they're there, you know, and I can just be like, oh, I'm too busy, you know, or be rushing them. They want a pleasant experience. So you have to have your, your customer service, in spite of how tired you might be, has to be on, you know, 100, <laughs> even that, mm. you know. Mm. Well, let's bring you know for a, the, Go ahead, James. I was going to say, you know, never assume that um, – that everyone's going to know what to do. So I think besides, you know, put, uh, giving them something in their hand, you have to have um, people guiding them. You have to have signs, you know, uh, directional signs, postings throughout the building so there's no confusion. They know they just this is room 200 and this is the mm-hmm. workshop I'm supposed to be in. So, you know, you have to make it, uh, how can I say, foolproof so to speak, and you have to take your time and do that um, for each and every event that you have. So people say, I like going there. They're very organized. I'm good, you know, with, with the way they set their, their program up. I didn't mean that. Is, uh, is, full, is foolproof a fair word to use in planning, Christy? Foolproof? <laughs> Could you say an event uh, is foolproof? I, yeah, that, that's a good word. <laughs> You know, this is where volunteers come in, too. You know, volunteers are the real pleasant ones because they haven't really been on the, you know, they haven't been at there from, from jump. So in the past, I've, I've used some, um, and we'll have a lot of volunteers for this one. They're usually so pleasant, and um, and so they, they help push that customer service. So just making sure you're crossing all your T's and dotting all your I's, even when it comes to serving. And I, I'm going to use customer service. People don't always like to use that, especially in church. Uh, setting, but it's 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 an important word phrase. Well, 
listening audience, just to let you know that our chat room in Blog Talk Radio is open for you to jot your questions down and we can uh, read them over to Christy. The chat room is open or the instant messages open in uh, Facebook. We're online right now and we do have some people making comments, but I don't have a question yet, Christy. We're going to go to a brief commercial break. This show tonight is sponsored by the Fluffs and you're going to hear from them in one second. The Keys 107 will be right back. The Fluff Presents the Alphabet is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, visit them online, www.thefluffamily.com. Now, 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 back to the keys. 107 with your host, Rafika and Brother We're back with our special event uh, coordinator, uh, Christy Adams, who is coordinating along with her team. The fifth annual financial D-Free Financial Freedom Conference, which is coming up at First Baptist Church in Somerset, New Jersey. And Chris is going to tell us a little bit more about that in detail. But we're going to continue talking right now about planning, getting that special event together. And we're looking at this next point. Keep the big picture in the back of your head. But think one bite at a time. Christy, I mean, yes. <laughs> that's a special key right there because one bite at a time. Yeah. Uh, so I think I said, said earlier the phrase, that phrase, uh, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? That is like, <laughs> that is the phrase that I have in my head every time I plan anything. Um, because, well, number one, because I'm the type of person to get really overwhelmed. But, you know, we start thinking when people say think big picture, only think big picture for a second. You know what I mean? Because it can really overwhelm someone um, when they realize just how big of an event it might be or how big it is in your head. And so you have to kind of think big picture in the beginning, you know, maybe keep it in the back. Um, But it really is just, you put out one fire at a time, you do one challenge at a time, you celebrate one, one at a time. I mean, I just, that's, that's just my personal motto. I think that helps. Um, because every time I look back, uh, when I think about it, the, the production that I keep mentioning that we had in April, it was just, it was so successful. It did so, it did so well on campus. Now, I mean, I think about it and I reflect on it, but it really was a one step at a time effort. And then I look back and I'm like, how did we do all that? You know, like, how did we get that done? Um, but the only way it could have gotten done was by saying, okay, here's, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do this, we'll do that. And that's kind of it. So I, when it, when I'm, when it comes to planning this conference, it's the same thing. It's like, um, at this point, if the conference was tomorrow, I would probably be like, I'm fired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I'm like, I just don't have it all done. Um, but the conference isn't tomorrow. The conference is in a few months. And so um, as a team, it's just like, okay, we, we, we meet or we, we communicate.
communicate weekly or daily sometimes, and we say, okay, what needs to be done today? You know, what haven't we done yet? Um, okay, what, what do we need to get done before September 1st? Um, and so we keep that, that's the type of language that we use. You know, I, I get overwhelmed a lot by marketing and I keep telling pastor stories like, we don't have enough people registered, people need to be registered, you know, and he's like, they'll be registered, they'll be registered later, you know, but he'll say things like, okay, well, we'll, we really want to push the marketing after Labor Day, you know, so you just, those types of things are very helpful to me because now I have Labor Day in mind and I feel like I have a grace period and then I'll cross that bridge after Labor Day when I get there. You know, so that's what I mean by one bite at a time. It helps people not become so overwhelmed. Um, well, if you have well, to book, book a venue, you book that one, one time. You know, once you book the venue, then you figure out what you need to do in the city. So. Well, Chrissy, I think we're going to adopt that phrase, how to eat an elephant one bite at a time. <laughs> I think Rafika and I, uh, mainly Rafika always uh, uses this term, <laughs> we have to chunk it. We have to chunk it, meaning... <laughs> you know, uh, put things in, in compartments, so to speak, so that we can do one chunk at a time. But now I like the idea about eating the elephant. So, Rafika, we're going to eat the elephant one one bite at a time from now on, okay? <laughs> you know, uh, we're, we're all different kinds of learners, Christine. I'm a very visual <laughs> learner, you know, so... Thank you for the image of the elephant. <laughs> I think about I, it all the time. <laughs> I mean, but it, it, you know, in concept, it makes sense because um, if you're if you are planning an event as large as the D Free Fifth Annual Finance Financial Freedom Conference, it is it is very big, and you look at the speakers and all the workshops and all all the things that the attendees are going to experience while they're there it's a lot but mm-hmm. if you look at it from the timeline that you're talking about look at it from booking the venue well the venue's already taken care of okay so you can check that off do you make a checklist christy I do. I, I have to do lists but they're everywhere and they <laughs> and I I still write stuff down so um yeah I yes but those are chaotic, so I'm trying to get them a little bit more organized. So that, but that's how you function. Mm-hmm. That's your order. I can't do online. Some people can do, um, like I work um, with our event coordinator, Dana, and Dana, she likes, she's, like, younger than me. She just graduated from college. And Dana, you know, she has all these, like, apps and things like that that she, like, can put things, like, you know, to-do lists and checklists and things like that on that, whereas, like, I guess I'm old school because I have to have a piece of paper, you know, and I have to be able to mark it off. So I'll try to go on the computer and do things. But, you know, like you said, to each their own. Everybody has their own process, and that's fine. And I think we could just sort of add that into our um, discussion on things that you need to do. Maybe you have to sort of figure out what kind of worker are you. Are you a pen and paper person? Are you a an app, a techie app person? Because I think if you're trying to mix them all up and it's not really where you are, that can throw your 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 you can throw your planning off because now you're trying to get into this technology thing and you're not really into technology. Right. Stay in or, your lane, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Stay, definitely stay in your lane. When I got to the college that I worked at in. Los Angeles, Azusa Pacific University, when I got there, the first thing 
they had me do was take a strength finder test, and I didn't know what it was. I'd taken Myers-Briggs and some of these other types of personality type tests or whatever. Um, but the strength finder, I didn't know. I didn't know why we had to take it. And then so my top five, uh, well, my top strength was strategic. And um, and then it kind of it will tell you the top five, and then it will kind of give a paragraph as to the type of person. But they had the students take them, and then they had the, the, the uh, employees and the staff take them just so that you, when you're working in your office, the, your boss would know what your strengths were and how to work with the team. And um, even though that had to do with what kind of like a institutional setting and that was like my job, it's been really helpful for me because, like you said, it's like it's so helpful to be self-aware and to know where your strengths lie and where they don't, you know. You can plan an event and not have, be an event planner and not have strategic as your main goal um, or as your main strength. But if you're my, – my old boss's main strength was woo, which meant that he, like, liked to win people over, you know. And so that's how he led and that's how he planned, you know. But once I knew that, that who he was or that was how he worked, it was so helpful for us when we were planning events. So, uh, so self awareness is so important as to not just knowing, you know, like your style of, of work, but your your strengths and your weaknesses. And if you're not a structural or an organized person, it doesn't mean oh you can't plan an event. It just means that you have to play to your strengths, and then right. you get a team of people with you that will that will you know kind of pick up where where those voids are. Do you have a location where someone can go to here to to get in to get the strength finders test? Is there strengthfinders.com or Yeah, I mean, they can just google the strength finder. Um I mean, just literally just google it, but the strength finder it's I think it's the Clifton. The Clifton. So, it's strengthfinders strengthfinder.com. Um Clifton it, it does well yeah, it's called the Clifton Strength Finder, but it's the it's www.strengthfinder.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, they're also on Twitter, you know. Um, there's a few, if you Google, there's a few things that will come up and people will be able to, to discover, you know, figure out where or how they can get access to it. Um, but it does cost, again, I've worked at the university, so I think I was mine was paid for, so I'm not sure how much it costs. But Strength Finder was so. I guess if I ever ran an organization, I would I would definitely pay for my employees to do Strength Finder because it helped us like in leaps and bounds when it came to working with one another. And I, I can't even believe that that um, I, now I understand how we were successful as a team was because we just knew you know every time something would happen. And my boss, Woody, I'd be like, oh, he's woo, that's why. You know, like I have to start thinking like, you know, like let me let me help him with this because he's woo, you know. Um, and he's very relational. And so that was really helpful. Whereas when I'm planning, r- relational is not my top strength. So I need people around me that will, you know, be a little bit more people people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be, um be a little bit more connected to people. You know, I have a tendency to disconnect. So, but it's so helpful for me to know that so that I, I just have to, you know, spend a little bit more time or be a little bit more intentional about how I'm connecting to, with people when I'm, while I'm planning. I could see the importance of that, especially when you're working with a group that you just met. 
through that strength finders in the very beginning so that when, you know, somebody starts crying when you say, you know, take a bite out of the elephant, <laughs> you understand right. the kind of person that you're working with. <laughs> right, right. You know, we had some people on our team that were like stronger number people. I forgot what the, I forget what the different delineations are for the strength finder, but I I just knew right away for some reason. And we weren't asked to memorize our team's strengths, but it was like when we discussed them, we would be like, "Oh, that makes sense," you know. And so all of a sudden, you know, when it came to doing things as the year went on, we had a better understanding. We had grace for each other too. Um, you know, when it came to, you know, mistakes or mishaps or things like that. So I think we can put that on on the uh, planning list there, and let's just move right into the, the area of resources, networks, and connections. Yeah, and this, this one's a, kind of a quick one. A lot of people um, know that, but they need to be reminded that it's really important to – Use your resources, make sure you're networking, make sure you're connecting, that you can't, there's that phrase, no, it's, well, this is not a gender-inclusive phrase, but no man is an island. Um, That's right. No one is an an island. And and sometimes, you know, I get really frustrated, and I'm like, I'm just going to do it by myself. I mean, I say that every single time I plan an event. I get upset at at least three or four times, and I say I'm just going to do it by myself. And it just never happens that way, you know, Um, because you can't do it by yourself. And some people probably can, but then you'll be burnt out, you know. Um, Right. But it's it's just, it's really, really important to say, okay, who do I know? Who can I meet? Who can I connect with? And you just think connection, 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 which is also another strength finder, connectivity. I think that was one of my um, strengths, too, where you just have ability to connect with people. Um, But, you know, you just think – you know, when I'm planning the, the, the D-Free conference and we're thinking about, you know, okay, we want this speaker. Who do we know that knows this speaker, you know, um, for networks? It's like how, who can I connect with or how can I connect with people or churches in the area or organizations um, in order to, to, to network with them, to let them know about the conference and, and then also to kind of hear when you're networking, it's not all about what you have to offer, you know. Um, it's also – you know, about what they, uh, you know, what what they can offer you, what you guys can offer each other in exchange. It's a recip- it could be a reciprocal relation- relationship. So, um, and then the same thing with resources. Now, we have a budget. We have um, Prudential is our title sponsor for the G-Free Conference and Pastors getting some other sponsors. Um, but when things like the play that I, like, again, that I mentioned that I did at the beginning of the year, I had a little bit of Georgetown money, but then it became, okay, so how do I get other money? You know, how do, how do we solicit other resources? Um, and resources isn't always just financial. You know, it's just it's support. It's help. But that's another thing right. that you have to write down as a part of your plan. Okay, who do I know? You know, who do I know that knows somebody that knows somebody? Okay, what money do we have? What money don't we have? You know, um, what, what, can we, what can we use? You know, um, who can we partner with? And when I planned the block parties, the block party was on a very low budget, but we had a lot of people and a lot of um, community organizations show up because they just wanted to come and be a part and to, you know, let the community know about what they have to offer. We didn't have to pay them to come out. You know, we just wanted to partner with them and join together. So that's what I mean by resources and networks and connections. Mm. 
A lot of times people don't realize the resources that they have. Um, a lot of times they're not willing or, or maybe they're not willing to just open that door and ask. Absolutely. Yeah. A ask, lot of times they, yeah. Right. If you're planning an event, I mean, this is where I'll just, this is where my non-relational self will come in. <laughs> you're, you just got to, you know, if you're going to plan an event, um, especially if you want to have any sort of, of success or, um, you know, good turnout or whatever, you, you you have to ask. And I'm an introvert. People don't know that a lot about me. <laughs> and so I don't always like to just, like, be in people's faces. But I have to, you know, if I want to make sure. And, and then the event isn't about me. It's about, you know, um, it's about other people getting something out of it. And so I have to suck up, you know, a lot of how I, you know, don't want to be bothered or don't want to bother anybody. And I have to kind of get out and and. and and ask questions and meet people and figure out how we can, you know, make this co- make this the best experience for the people that are going to, you know, going to come in and take part in it. Well, I think a lot of people have to come out of their shell on that one because a lot of people are just afraid to ask. That is true. Christy, I got a question for you. How do you mm-hmm. go about owning the event? I mean, I, I know that's a phrase, but owning the event, how do you co- come about get to that point where you own the event. Yeah. Um, it's best fun if you say that because I I had uh, in church the, the other day, I made an announcement about the conference. And at the end, at the end, um, pastor was like, you just know this thing inside out, don't you? You know? And, and I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I have to, I'm planning it. But I guess it's, that's just not second, you know, that's not second nature to everybody. I guess when they're planning something, you don't want to sound like a robot, you know, um, you, you want it to be a personal thing. And I always feel like it's always like people's attitudes reflect the leadership. And um, yes. and people's res- response to your event is going to reflect um, how much you put into it. And I used to watch my old boss at, in, at the school I was at in L.A., and he had a chapel that he did on Wednesday night. And there would be, like, thousands of students would come to this chapel. And I would, you know, people were like, wow, you know, what does he do? And I'm like, do you realize the blood, sweat, and tears this man puts into this chapel? You know, he's out there, he's picking up trash. You know, he's he's not just, you know, the the pastor coming in and preaching and, and being high and mighty. He, he literally is has has his hand involved in every aspect of this of this thing. And it was such a joy to watch him. Um, and so I don't necessarily do that with everything, you know, every event, but you, you have to make it personal. It has to become yours. You know, it has to become mm-hmm. like your baby, you know, and, and, and people, it, I just honestly feel like there's some sort of law or spiritual law behind it or some, something that happens because people sense that, you know, people come and, and they, um, and, and they can, they can get a feel for that. And so that's what I mean right. by own it. I don't think that there is anything you can write down or I don't, you know, I don't think there's a formula for owning it. I think that it has to become something that's personal to you and it can't just be a job. Um, mm-hmm. And and so, like, my plays are very important to me. I, You know, that's a passion of mine. Um, and right. some of these other things that I do, youth work is a passion of mine. Whereas D-Free, I came along past, I was like, I want you to, you know, do the conference. And I'm like, well, I don't know anything about D-Free, you know. Um, but in the and but my goal was, you know what, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be 
my all in all, you know, um, life aspiration of what I've been wanting to do. But this is an event that I've been asked to, to, to oversee. I care about the, the mission, the vision, about the, the visionary. And, um, and so as a result, I had to make it my goal in these past three months of, of making this conference something that is personal to me. And, uh, and so that, that comes, that comes with time and, and, and attitude and character. Well, one thing that you said that I think is so important is about passion. When you have passion for something, you can inspire people. You could um, build up their confidence because when you're doing a event, uh, sometimes people can't really see the, the big picture. They can't see the end result. They can't even see the plan sometimes, you know, and so it takes leadership with a, with a, with a passion uh, to clarify what the vision is, to help everyone stay on point and give them confidence that they can work through the plan. And at the end mm-hmm. of the day, if we just kind of stay upbeat about this, we're going to enjoy this process of going about uh, having a, a successful event. So mm-hmm. th- those are good things that you laid out there. So I just wanted to share that because I think that helped me with this last uh, event that I just did was the passion that um, mm-hmm. the leader had and basically inspired the rest of us. And so whether we knew every step of the way, we were uh, strengthening and confidence that we're going to figure it out. We're going to get right. it done, you know, and then we, and we did that. So we actually enjoyed the process looking forward to the next event, you know? Yeah, so, that's that, great. Yeah. So, um I know there's a bunch of other things that go into making a successful event. And mm-hmm. um, I guess after you, uh, like you was talking about the pastor saying, well, in June or July, you can start the marketing or the promotions for to get the people out, you know. Um, mm-hmm. There's a timing element with that. Talk to us about uh, advertising and, um, you know, and, and marketing of the event because I think that's critical. Yeah, um, I had uh, sent a word in to you, uh, Rafika, the, well, the phrase, accumulation of minimal effects. Uh, it, it's, a, it's an advertising phrase, and it, it's something that I learned when I was at Temple. And it basically is this, like, our goal as advertisers or wannabe advertisers at the time was to get an ad before, you know, a consumer's eyes at least 100 times during the day and uh, without them even realizing it. So it's like then if when they make the decision to do something, um, like, oh, I'm going to have some Frosted Flakes, it's, they, they think it's their idea, you know. Um, but in, 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 all, in all seriousness, we put, like, subliminal messages about Frosted Flakes in their head. You know, they put Frosted Flakes T-shirt or commercial or whatever. They heard it, and then all of a sudden they're in the supermarket, and they think that that's what they want. Now, granted, that seems kind of weird. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is that, it's like these minimal effects, you know, you just put pe- put things before people's eyes and their ears and you just, you, you, you kind of continuously, um, you know, let them know about it. It's not enough just to say, or just to put something out once you have to do it, you know, continually. And so that's what they mean by accumulation of minimal effects, because ultimately mm. people are going to, um, the, the 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 goal is to make sure that they hear about it enough that you have it before their eyes, before their ears, 
um, so that they can hear about it and, and see it enough, and then they can make a decision. Um, and hopefully we'll, we'll lean toward, you know, coming to your event in some, some way, shape, or form. Um, so that, that's something that's really important to me. Um, I think a lot of times when people do events, they're like, man, you know, I, I put an ad out about it, or I, I posted about it once, and it's like, no, 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 you have to post about it every hour, you know. Wow, um, yeah. Yeah, and even it's like my dad said to me the other day, he's like, I feel like I'm on D-Free Overload, like, because he's on there on the uh, Facebook and on the Twitter and all that. And he's like, I'm, all I do is hear about the conference. I'm like, good, glad you said that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, whereas he might have been complaining, and I'm like, yes, because now it's on your lips. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right, now you're like, right. okay, all I do is hear about the conference. Good. I'm glad that's all you're doing is hearing about the conference. You know, um, right. when we did God in right. Country at Georgetown, my goal was for when the students to wake up in the morning, for them to see God and Country everywhere they go on that campus, you know, um, mm-hmm. to the point where at the end of the day they say, man, i got to see this play, which is what mm-hmm. happened. You know, they woke up. We were posting stuff all over the place. Um, right. So that's what I mean by, by, by advertising. It's just making sure that you're consistent and on top of it and that even though mm-hmm. it might seem like it's exhausting the people, you know, it, it, it's never too much. Just keep going, you know, over That's it. right. <laughs> Not everybody's on the same social media. Not everybody walks down the same blocks. Not everybody listens right. to the same radio station or reads the same periodicals or magazines. So you have right. to just keep hitting it. And I, I, I like that point. I think that uh, something I'm going to definitely adopt, even though I think I kind of, you know, got close <laughs> to trying to do that, but I guess I got tired. <laughs> but yeah. I will be doing that more of, you know, absolutely. Up until the actual event, <laughs> you know, right, just right. don't even stop. And on Twitter, the other thing that I want to make a point about is that I have posted things. I remember one time I posted something for an event, and I was posting at least five, you know, I went on Hootsuite, and I and I and I scheduled posts for at least five or six times a day. Well, one person saw it at the end of the day and said something about it. I'm like, well, I've posted about this all day, and they only saw it that one time. You know, right. um, you never right. know who you're going to catch just because you are talking about it a lot. Doesn't mean that right. that person is necessarily. You know, you you want to catch them, and there's so many, so much time during the day um, that you you know that that you have to take advantage of. That's true. That is very true. Well, with the social media, you want to keep in mind that you post at one particular time and then people have other postings coming through their feed. Mm -hmm. So yours goes down every time a new one comes up. So Mm -hmm. some people have very active feeds and they're not, everybody's not on 24 hours a day. They're checking in. Some people turn their notifications off. And I just want to stress that again. Some people turn off their notifications. So you can't assume (laughs) Mm -hmm. that just because you you put it up there, it's reaching your five to 10 to 15,000 followers Mm -hmm. or friends, you know, not everybody's getting that notification. So you have to continuously post it. And you have yeah, to use you other, have to other mediums. You got to be a pest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. you got to be a pest, and you got and you're going to be annoyed, and they're going to be annoyed, but they're going to come. <laughs> yeah, and well, if you just think the model of, like, well, that's that's what you want, even to the mm-hmm. point where you television ads 
they come on so often, radio ads, they come on so yeah. often, and they sometimes they get annoying, but that annoying, you'll find yourself repeating that ad at one time. Right, those songs, those jingles, uh, the, there's that one, one eight eight seven something, uh, what is it, cars, cars Don't even kids, say it, or, don't say it. What I know is, what you, you mean. Know, <laughs> the jingle is in your head, and we sing it, and we don't even realize we're doing it when it comes on, you know, and the advertiser's like, yes, gotcha. <laughs> and that one is annoying. It's drooling, yeah. you know. <laughs> Unlike the fluffs, right? The fluffs are so bouncy. The fluff jingle, they're so bouncy. Lord. You know, you just want to sing the fluff in my head. family. You're going to be singing that when you go home, uh, Christy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we talked about the word of mouth, um, and I think those are the the seven points um, that Christy wanted to hit with planning your event. Um, she she mentioned that you should be able to formulate your 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 vision, your goal in twenty five words or less. So like James would call that your elevator speech. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Knowing mm-hmm. what your end result is. Why are you doing this? Like you said. Reverend Sorry's asked you, "What do you want to protest for?" <laughs> and you had you had to have an answer, right? Other than uh, we're mad, we're <laughs> mad. <laughs> yeah, so let's go on the streets and be mad, and then what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Then right. what? Yes. Then what? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and I think this rings. Um, I connected with this. This rings loudest for me. Put yourself in the attendees' place. You know, um, if you can do that, I think you're really ahead of the game. I don't know if everybody's able to do that. Some events I go to, I'm like, hmm, they certainly didn't put themselves in, themselves in my shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, well, speaker, hold on, hold on, hold on. That thought. I just want to share, um, a couple of weeks ago, we had the most, the, the hottest day of the year, I think. The humidity was tremendous, but um, a week prior to the event, um, it was said to have 60% or 70% chance of rain. So we had to figure out if we're going to need an, uh, a cancellation date or, you know, people are not going to stand in the rain. So we prayed, and two days later, it went from 60% chance to, like, 40% chance, and then a day before it was down to 20%, and nonetheless, on that Saturday, it did not rain, but the people were out there and it was hmm. extremely hot. So we had to make sure that we had stations where there were water and they could come on the cool, an air-conditioned room. You know, we had a church willing to open the doors if we had to bring people in for relief. Uh, but the hmm. beautiful thing is that the event went well, but we had to plan for those contingencies because we had to have in mind the people. We didn't, the, the people counted more. Right not the program, the people. And so right. you had to plan to make sure that they were safe, comfortable, and that if we called them again to come to an event, they would come and bring somebody with them. So it's wow. very important that you put yourself in the shoes or in, 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 in the place of the people who are going to attend the, uh, the meeting, the event. Hmm. I just want to share that. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Oh, no. I was thinking about that rally in the heat wave with no covering and 
people talking for hours. Okay. (laughs) And then you also mentioned, Christy, that you have to tap tap into that old-fashioned Rolodex in your mind, your digital Rolodex, and be able to call people and just ask ask for support. And support, it doesn't always come as a monetary support. Sometimes it's just one person Mm -hmm. may know a person who may know a person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He has some friends. Mm -hmm. And using word of mouth is the best of advertising. So I think we should just jump right into I don't want to run out of time and we don't we don't talk mm-hmm. about D three because that just would not be nice and then I would have to answer to Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want that. <laughs> so uh D free in general or do you want me to talk about the conference? Well yeah let's for, our yeah. listening audience is very familiar with D free. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what's new with D-Free, some updates. Yeah. Um, well, my main responsibility is planning the conference, and but D-Free is um, really becoming much more national right now. We're doing a lot more trainings in churches across the nation. Um, and, uh, well, churches and other organizations like Delta Sigma Theta is, 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 is going to be um, – uh, to, well, I believe that they're going to be committing to uh, to to making sure that their different chapters are committing to the D, you know D three principles and 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 things like that. And so um, we're really excited about that. Really excited about the different denominations that are jumping on board as well. Um, but it, it it's spreading. The, you know, the book just had a new um, kind of a new cover. It's more say yes. To, uh, to no debt, um, and so we're really excited about that. But the conference is coming up um, this November. It's the fifth, com- fifth annual D-Free Conference, so fifth annual Financial Freedom Conference. Um, and I think what sets this year apart is that every year has built off, or one of the things that I've noticed from just my research and just talking to people, every year the D-Free Conference has kind of built off of the momentum from last year. Um, and that's why I really love the theme that Pastor set forth this year, which is say yes to the next level, because every year has been about D-free principles, D-free strategies, D-free resources, and, and we're definitely going to be touching on those things um, this, this particular conference. But this next level is basically a reflection of even where D-Free as an organization is going, the D-Free movement in general, um, but also where we want people to start thinking kind of beyond just, okay, yes, we want you to get out of debt. Yes, we want you to start um, applying these principles to your, to your financial, you know, wellness and wholeness. But, um, but at the same time, start thinking about, okay, what's the next level of financial freedom for your life? And, um, and so what we want to do through this conference is have one day where we focus on existing D-free principles and talk about, you know, you know, D-free strategies and have different workshops uh, that are kind of around present-day D-free themes. Um, and then the next day, uh, which is going to be that Saturday, where we're going to focus on next-level topics, um, you know. So that's kind of an overview in general. Um, again, the conference is November 10th through 12th. Now, 11th and 12th is open to the public. We're saying the 10th through 12th. The 10th is a pastor's mentoring day. So there's going to be different pastors that are invited to come out and spend the day with reverend and some other 
uh, some other national leaders to just talk about, um, you know, just general mentoring principles and, and defree principles in general. Um, but that Friday and that Saturday is going to be what the, the general public will have um, at their disposal. Um, sorry, I'm just kind of skipping, skimming through because I know we're running out of time. Um, some of the no, you don't have to rush. Be- we're good. Oh, okay. Some of the um, topics that we're going to be focusing on uh, in general when it comes to next-level principles are saying yes to making money through technology, where we'll have a um, representative from Lyft and Naval Wright, who is the president of Maximum Leverage um, Solutions. We're basically just talking about what that means to make more money through media and technology, um, We'll we'll have Making Money Through Media and Communication. Uh, We'll have uh, Michelle Duffy, who will be speaking, who is one of the producers of the movie War Room um, and Risen. Um, Another topic is Making Money Through Real Estate Investing. So that's what we mean by next-level principles, um, where we'll have people that are up there who are experts in these different fields and talking about, okay, how they've gone to the next level of financial freedom in their own life and then giving people – um, advice and suggestions and, and being able to take questions uh, from the audience just in general. Um, we'll have, you know, different workshops like we had every year. We've had uh, a perfect credit workshop, really talking about perfect credit, but that's just the title. Um, we'll have a taxes workshop, a wills and estates workshop. We'll have um, Pastor Billy Stansel. He's coming and he's going to talk about faith, finances, and family. So it's going to be kind of moving beyond just, okay, here's debt-free. These topics are all next-level topics. Um, saying yes to smart college financing, talking about starting a business and being a homeowner. Um, so I'm really particularly excited about uh, about those things in particular. Now, going back to that first day, that, that Friday, uh, November 11th, that first day for the general public, um, we will have uh, some, some great opening speakers. We have Pastor Kevin Johnson, um, well, Mayor Kevin Johnson, excuse me, not Pastor, mm-hmm. Mayor Kevin Johnson from Sacramento. He's the mayor of Sacramento, former but he's also, yes, former NBA player, okay. Phoenix Suns. And he's going to come out um, and, and talk about all that he's been doing in Sacramento. Um, we'll have a D-free launch training. We'll have a pastor's panel. Um, that where, you know, some pastors whose churches are committed to uh, or who are D-free churches are going to talk about finances in the local church. Um, we'll even have some people who have been through the D-free program, the uh, 12-week program. We'll have them talk about how uh, they've applied the principles to their own life after taking the class and what successes and challenges that they've had as well. So, um you know, some of our sponsors are also going to have some panels. Prudential is going to have their own panel, um, and uh, we'll have a panel where we'll talk about money in black America. So there's there's a diverse, you know, kind of array of topping on um, for that weekend and, and really excited. But la- lastly, I kind of want to talk about the D3 Awards and concert. Um, Erica Campbell is going to be singing at that. She's going to be our uh, our special guest, Erica Campbell, who is one half of Mary Mary, but she's also a solo artist um, and a Grammy award-winning um, gospel and contemporary artist. Uh, she's going to be performing at our D3 award ceremony, and she's the the main act for that awards uh, show. But 
the awards is also a, a central part of that. And I'm, I'm saying that because we're going to be honoring and recognizing the people uh, who have been committed to financial freedom in their local communities across the nation and their churches. Um, so we really want to honor these people. We want to honor people who have been champions for D-Free, whether that's across their convention or their denomination or whatever organization that they've been involved in. Um, we want to honor someone uh, or various individuals who have had their own success stories when it comes to, um, the, you know, financial breakthroughs and financial freedom in their own life. So, um, so the concert is going to be the kind of central part of that evening, um, but that award show is kind of like not any typical awards ceremony where, where people will just come and, you know, kind of, you know, okay, you're getting an award for being so great, you know, but we, we really want to honor these people. Um, and so we're really excited about that in particular, and that's going to be that Friday night. So it's a packed-out weekend, really excited about it, and really would love for people to register. It's very, very cheap, um, the conference. It's, it's, I, I told Pastor I saw a conference um, that was like $600 for like a day for like nothing, you know, um, the other day. But this conference is a packed conference. We'll have lunches, continent breakfast that's offering. We'll have a dinner, um, all for $40. So. And also, wow. when we, you and you and I was talking, you was telling me last year they had the teen component to the conference. So this year you're planning on the teen part. Let's talk about a little bit what teens can get involved in and what is, what is the focus for teens in D-Free. Yeah, well, it's funny that you mentioned that um, because we're kind of in the process right now of staying alongside that. Last year we had... Um, Angela Yee, who was a, was a, is a, a host on 105.1, um, come out and talk to the, to the teens. We've had um, we've we've been trying to get a, I don't want to mention the guy's name, so we've been trying to get a special guest to come, um, and it's been a little bit more challenging. And so we've had to kind of plan the whole program around this person um, and whether or not they're coming. So we're we're kind of in the midst right now of, of making plans for teens. But all that to say, um, we do want to offer something specifically for for teenagers, either that Saturday afternoon or to coincide with the morning to afternoon, you know, the things that are going on with the general D-Free conference. So we are planning something, um, but right now, you know, we will have kind of a, probably have a separate registration for that and put the word out about that separately. Um but we, we do want to let you know that something is in the works. It's just not kind of complete right now. We'll probably, which is fine because when it comes to teens and kids, they're not going to rent their way far in advance anyway. So we're right on schedule when it comes <laughs> to that. Because um, at first I was like, that, this is another one bite at a time thing where I was like overwhelming myself with like, okay, we got to get this youth thing down. Um, but then I was like, wait a minute, what kids are going to register four months in advance? So um, so come September, we will put the word out about, you know, we'll have some more definitive plans for the youth part. But right now I don't have anything um, that I could, like, say that's set in stone. I think it's very exciting 
that yeah. you have a youth a youth part too because young people, teenagers especially, who are getting their first jobs, they get their working papers, I think, at the age of 14, and many of them are working mm-hmm. at 15 and 16. My son has, this is his second year working as a counselor at the summer camp, and what do they do with their money? Because we're in such a consumer mode. You get you yeah. and, and especially young people. So if we can get them sort of thinking about mm-hmm. how they're managing their money, how they see money, how they relate right. to money, how they interact with money, it would be good, especially because they're going to be going into college soon. Yeah. Well, we do right now, we do have a workshop, um, smart college financing and just talking about college in general. Um, and that was kind of going to be like a joint workshop. It was going to be for adults, but teens can, you know, can come to that as well. So we're trying to find ways of kind of incorporating, um, you know, the, those types of things in it. But, you know, with teens, we got to make sure that, you know, that we're cool or whatever the word is. <laughs> you know, um, we got to make sure that we present it in a way where, where they will come and they will, you know, be attentive. So I just want to let all the kind of adults or parents or guardians out there know that we are planning something where we got to be really strategic about that. It's got to be lit. Uh, last year um, they've done really well. Last year they, it's got to be lit. <laughs> yeah, got to be lit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the last, you know what, that's what I think the conference had done well last year and the year before. Um, so I, I'm not, I don't have any um, hesitations on that. They did a really great job last year when it, when it came to making sure they had something for the, for the youth. So I just want to build off of what they uh, had already done. Well, I just want to let you know that we got in our inbox a message from, one of our Panamanian listeners who is very excited and just wanted to know more about the conference. And we just like to welcome Billy from Panama to the show. And I don't know if this is his first time tuning in, but Billy has been a longtime supporter of all that we're doing here on the Keys 107 network. Hi, Billy. Is he on? Yeah, he's on. He's listening in. Oh, I thought I was going to hear him. Hi, Billy. <laughs> James, go ahead. Uh, you know, that's the that's the beauty of, of doing these shows. We never know who's listening, and um, it sometimes it stays later that we get an inbox. Man, that was a nice show. You know, I want to go to this conference. You going? Of course, I'm telling them I am going. We're, thinking, we're there on the 10th of November. So, you know, it's beautiful that we share these things, and I really like you, the last topic that we just had basically about of students and young people being connected to this thinking process of being debt-free because most times they don't realize that debt is a form of slavery. It's the new slavery. And mm-hmm. we want to be free people uh, all over, free thinking, free doing people, and starts right there at home uh, teaching young people how to manage their money, first how to make money, how to manage their money, and how to stay out of debt. So I thank you so much yeah. for all that you have offered to us this after, this evening. Well, James, before we leave, the Fluffs want to um, do that, do do sing to uh, Christy, so that she can have their jingle on her mind before we leave. So let's go ahead and let the Fluffs do their thing before we close out. Oh, can I um, say where people? Thank you.
Plus presents The Alphabet is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, visit them online, www.thefluffamily.com. I know you wanted to say something, but you know, those cloud people, they're very pushy. They're very, very pushy. When they're ready to it's sing, be in my head. they're ready to sing. So what would it's you going to be say? in my head. I forgot to say where people can register. Oh, my goodness. Of course. I know. I'm like, okay, so if you want to register for the conference, please visit org. So that's org. So, uh, and then on the first banner that comes up, just give it a second. You'll see the banner uh, for the conference, and you'll be able to click on it, and it'll send you right to the registration page. Um, or you can visit our Facebook page or our Twitter page, um, just at MyDFree. And, uh, yeah, $40. But if you want to come just to the general conference, um, it's, it's $20 for the general conference for just the plenary sessions and workshops. Um, but if you want to come to the award ceremony and you want to take advantage of the, the, the big fish fry that we have on Friday night and dinner, um, then all of that is included in the $40 conference package. But um, there are some other options, too, up there pricing-wise um, that you'll be able to see when you go to the registration page. We have a caller on the line, and I'm not sure if this if – this, we have a few callers on the line. And I just want to say to all of you that if you want to talk – Make a comment, Have uh, say something to Christy Adams, our special guest, or just say hi to Brother James and myself. You have to press the number one on your keyboard, on your keypad, your keyboard, your keypad, so that I know that you will have something to say. Otherwise, I think you're just listening. And I just want to welcome and thank everybody who has tuned in. The switchboard is bright and light. It's lit. <laughs> It is lit. I'm very happy to see everybody is back with us here on Blog Talk Radio, and I am very happy to be back on Blog Talk Radio. As I said to some people earlier, we will still be um, filtering our broadcast through Xeno Live, but for now, we're going to stay with Blog Talk. Um, James, do you have anything to say? Caller 646, do you want to talk or are you listening? I'm sorry. No, I was talking to caller six four six because I saw the number one come up and then I saw it go away and. No, but you know I I think this uh, show really. Um. Yeah, we've lost uh, brother James, but that's okay because it's technology and we know how to go with it. I'm just going to assume that caller 646 does not want to talk because I'm just trying to give them a chance before we close out. Yeah, Yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and close the show just to let everybody know that all of our shows are archived on um, iTunes. You can listen to all of our broadcasts from when we first started three years ago on iTunes. You can tune in to blogtalkradio.com slash the keys 107 or you can go to our website at www.thekeys107 network.com you can follow us on twitter at the keys 107 and you can come to our facebook group and we are just so happy 
and thank all of the people who have joined that group, up to 16,000 members in the Facebook group, and just welcome. And they're all over the world. We've got some people in Ghana tuning in, in Nigeria tuning in. We've got some people in India tuning in and just say hi to everybody. Welcome, everybody. And, of course, if you have any questions or suggestions, you can email us at suggestions at thekeys107network.com. Christy, I just want to thank you one more time for taking a moment out of your day, updating us on what's going on with the free movement, telling us all about this fantastic conference coming up. The fifth sure. annual. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, and those tips. So, good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Break precedent for a moment because sometimes these things come up and it's all about technology. But James, yes, I'm here. We have a caller on the line. We have Billy from Panama who was trying to get through a little earlier, but he wasn't able to get through. Okay, well, welcome aboard, Billy. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Well, you're fine. Well, your your bro- phone is going in and out so, a little bit. Uh, I'm, I just got into Panama, uh, the Republic of Panama, and I'm listening to you from down here. And That's a beautiful thing. And uh, I think doing, uh, I think it, uh, it, it brought a tear to my eye hearing just uh, the, the level of commitment and the, um, the you know, talking about this show that's going to be coming up in three or four weeks. I'm excited, and uh, I'm definitely going to be going there and attending. And that is what our community needs uh, in order to be able to go out there and compete and just uh, you know create our own wealth. And throughout uh, that summer, I look forward to. Well, um, Billy, I'm going to thank you. Um, Yeah, your mic isn't coming in too clear. So I'm going to thank you for calling in. And just to let you know that our shows broadcast live every Thursday from 8.30 to 10 p.m. Tell all your friends that every Thursday, um, and then next Thursday we're going to have a special show called College Girl where we're going to be talking about finances, financial planning for college. So tell everybody over there to tune in and we welcome you aboard. Technology is great. 
Good night, audience. All right. Good night, everyone. Thank you so much. You're listening to The Keys 107, opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your hosts, Rafika and Brother James.